Can we please talk about the rock that hit my windshield today? I was just trying to get Chick-fil-A. I was not trying to get a brand new windshield. Maybe they'll get a, give a little, 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 give us a two for one deal. Oh, yeah. busted for six years. Why have you not got that fixed? That's expensive. Is it? Oh, God. This is really. Maybe after the government pays off my student loans, I can oh, get it fixed. Great. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm so excited for that to never actually come to fruition. All right, so hello everybody and welcome to another episode of You're Going to Die in There, an American Horror Story podcast. I am one of your hosts, my name is Taylor Doherty, and this week we have, who do we have with us? <laughs> you suck at this. You're <laughs> I was trash. Gonna, I, I was going to come up with something and I, I had something and I totally forgot. Anyway, it's Haley Grace. I'm Hannah Montana. Oh my god. I mean, in college you actually were. I'm Hannah Montana. Remember when she, like, told Jake she was Hannah Montana and she, like, turned around and threw the wig on, on her head and when she turned back around it was um, perfectly... Perfectly straight. <laughs> perfectly straight. And I was like, this? All the baby hairs were tucked. <laughs> no flyaways. Baby hairs. Oh my gosh. Okay, so this week we are starting our coverage on the second season of American Horror Story, subtitled Asylum, and it's it's going to be a very... Stupid. It's not stupid, it's just very dark, and it's, there's not stupid. a lot of... It's not stupid, you know it's not stupid. Dumb. <laughs> we just talked about this, as you said you liked it. I lied. Oh my god. What were you just saying off air about Lana Winters? <laughs> <laughs> she could have gotten out of there if she really wanted to. I think she kind of liked being in the loony What? <laughs> Not that. She little cuckoo bananas. Girl. She's like, liked I kind of like it here. I'm going to just pretend like I want to get out. But I I really like it here. Um, I, I got all these friends. Not all these friends. <laughs> I literally just rewatched this entire season. I only was going to watch episodes one through three to like catch up and be ready for this, but I ended up watching the entire thing in like three days. I can promise you that was not her, um, that was not what was going on with Miss, with Miss Winters. She liked it there. She wanted to stay because if she really wanted to get out, (laughs) she would have found a way. I mean, technically she did. We'll get there. Um, oh my god. So I'm right, you're wrong. Oh my god. So yes, <laughs> we shut up, please. I cannot with this rewriting of American Horror Story history. <laughs> I can't. Um. So yeah, we are starting Asylum. It is going to be a long road. People, buckle up. This is this is a very dark season. And it is complete, in my opinion, complete 180 for Murder House in terms of tone. It's not campy. It's not really funny. It's like death, doom, destruction, and then aliens. So, yeah. Um, bear with us as we journey through Briarcliff Manor. 
But first, let us start with some AHS news in the Lana Winter Special. Equally reviled and celebrated, she is one of the most provocative and polarizing figures of our time. Lee Harris has agreed to an interview live on television. Welcome to the Lana Winter Special. So, in yet another week of the ongoing drama of what American Horror Story season are we going to be choosing, we have yet another entry into this saga. Um, because recently Ryan Murphy posted, hey, hi, we're doing a recount because um, uh, this is a democracy and we're, you know, making sure we get the right president. And the updated choices for, for the, uh, I guess, you know, pick your own, choose your own adventure American Horror Story season is Bloody Mary and Sirens. They brought Sirens back. So you're welcome, Haley Grace. Your impact. Both of my favorites. They really are, aren't they? Um, I'm still, I'm still very surprised. Aliens is gone. Nobody, nobody wants the Area 51 episode. What? Why don't you want an episode? I want an entire season. I want aliens breaking out. I want people being eaten by aliens. I want like you know, like the opening of Indiana I Jones hear, Four. I hear they abduct people out. In your neck of the woods, so maybe you'll have a real live alien encounter. Excuse you? What do you mean, my <laughs> neck of the woods? I live 20 minutes from you. Out there in Dora. In, oh, you mean the country? Oh, yeah, sometimes you just... Just go for a drive out in Dora. Sometimes, mm, sometimes you just go for a drive and you don't come back. I usually Lucky. just end up at Taco Bell, but that's just me. Um, and, of course, everyone on... Ryan Murphy's post is like, sirens, sirens, please, sirens. And even Sarah Paulson was like, please, sirens. And Ryan Murphy was like, are, are you sure? Because I'm literally going to have you in a water tank for six months. And she's like, yes, please. And then you said sirens, and you don't even know what a siren is. I had to tell you. you <laughs> I know dummy. now. I know now. <laughs> Uncultured swine. Listen, listen. I... I am like, not a man sirens, of the ocean. Please. I, know what a siren <laughs> I is, voted after I you told it. me what it was. I voted after <laughs> you told me what it was. So like get off my jog. So we as of as of right now, we don't have a conclusion to this ongoing saga, but of course we will be your first stop shop for everything related to this saga of course um so yeah hopefully we'll have an answer soon as to what season is going to be chosen but onto some news on the american horror story spinoff american horror stories it has been widely reported this week that the premiere episode or episodes, from what I, I think it might be the first two, of this spinoff are going to take place at Murder House. They've been filming there all week, and um, supposedly Tasia is, I guess, starring in these episodes, so she's going to be reprising her role as Violet. I'll believe it when I see the picture of her on set, but um, that's what all the AHS Twitter and Instagram accounts are saying. The streets are talking, people. And it's filled with the sound 
of rubber man. So that's happening. Um, they better be in New Orleans this weekend when I'm there. Oh yeah, I forgot you're going to New that's Orleans. That's all I gotta say. If you go down there and they're shooting like something related to Coven, I'm gonna flip my lid. I'll go live on Instagram. <laughs> She's gonna go live on the die in their pod and be like, "Hey guys, I'm an it's extra. <laughs> I'm an extra." And they're like, I'm "Ma'am, just hanging out with my favorite witches." And they're like, "Ma'am, could you please leave?" <laughs> ma'am. Like, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Oh my god. So yeah, there we go. That is pretty much everything that's going on in the American Horror Story universe this week. And um, a lot going on. I mean, I honestly, I was not kind of coinciding this podcast with so much American Horror Story news going on, but clearly I saw an opening and I just really pounced on that. So you're all welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> so let's move on to Asylum. So... This is a monolith of a season, and I'm honestly kind of nervous to tackle it because there's a lot going on here. There's, 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 there's murder. There's rape. There's skinning people alive using their skin as masks, as uh, lampshades. There's aliens. There's nuns. There's the Catholic Church being corrupt. I mean, anything you could ever think of kind of actually happens in this season. Oh, there's also a murderous Santa Claus. So, yeah, there's a lot happening here. <clears throat> so here we go. So I'm going to start with some production on this season. So Asylum premiered October 17th, 2012, ended January 23rd of 2013. The season had 17 Emmy nominations, um, including Outstanding Miniseries or Movie, and four acting nominations for Jessica Lange, Sarah Paulson, James Cromwell, and Zachary Quinto, with James Cromwell winning for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Miniseries or Movie. So this season was very lauded and awarded. And <clears throat> in December 2011, right after Murder House wrapped, Ryan Murphy, of course, officially announced the plans to change characters and location for the second season, officially, of course, making the show an anthology series. He did say, of course, though, that some actors from the first season would be starring in the second season, playing different characters, and he said the Harmon stories are done. People who are coming back will be playing entirely different characters. So a lot was up in the air at that time. Um, And then in May 2012... He revealed the setting for the second season being a institution for the criminally insane that Jessica Lange's character uh, runs in the 1960s called Briarcliff Manor. And it was going to be located on the East Coast in the great state of Massachusetts. And in um, an interview with TV Guide, He also noted that there would not be any ghosts in the second season, saying, I think the story is horrifying, and the story is a period piece and a mental institution based largely on truth, and truth is always scarier than fiction. And then later he said that they 
picked the name Asylum because it not only describes the setting, um, but it also signifies a place of haven for the unloved and the unwanted. And this year's theme is about sanity and tackling real-life horrors. And I think all of this very much comes to fruition in the season. Um, I think it's definitely the most disturbing of the seasons. Not an easy watch. Not exactly a fun watch, but definitely an engrossing watch. Because I thought I was just going to say for the first three episodes, kind of just stop there, work my way each week. But I powered through that season, and um, I was actually a little sad when it was over, because I just did not remember how great it was. So, all right. So, I'm going to move the cast section up to the top of the show this this week. Um and I'm probably going to start doing this for most premieres because, you know, we're kind of laying out the land of our cast for the season. Um, but it, you know, could fluctuate. Who knows? So we'll move on to our next category, Elsa's Cabinet of Curiosities. My monsters, the ones you call depraved, they are the beautiful, heroic ones. They offer their oddity to the world. They provide a laugh or fright to people in need of entertainment. So, we have a very stacked season for season two, and I'm just going to go down the line. First, we have Zachary Quinto is Dr. Oliver Threadson. Zachary, of course, last season um, recurred as Chad in Murder House, and this season he is, he is quite the character. Yes, yes. Then we have Mr. Joseph Fines as Monsignor Timothy Howard. Um, we, then we have Miss Sarah Paulson in her first starring season as Miss Lana Winters. Evan Peters as Kit Walker. Lily Rabe as Sister Mary Eunice McKee. Lizzie Broshire as Grace Bertrand. James Cromwell as Dr. Arthur Arden. And Jessica Lang as Sister Jude Martin very very established and seasoned actors here um of course this is gonna be the last season so far for Zachary Quinto Joseph Fiennes the only season for Lizzie Broshire and James Cromwell so we kind of have some one and dones around here and some ending care I mean ending cast members who don't return and I really do wish Zachary Quinto would return for a season because he's terrifying and could make another great character um but yes that is our main cast for this season we have a lot of side characters that we're going to touch on but this these are our main players people and they uh they all serve they really serve this season so let's move on to going through episodes one through three um, episode one is titled Welcome to Briar Cliff, and episode two is titled Tricks and Treats, and episode three, one of my personal favorites, is titled Nor'easter. So, okay, Haley Grace, are you ready? No. You're never ready. Never ready. Never. Alrighty. Never ready. Let's go. <laughs> what? <laughs> Never enough. Oh my Never god. Enough. I don't think you people realize 
that this this podcast could easily turn into a greatest show and podcast at any moment. Never. Enough. <laughs> Enough. <laughs> Remember when I thought she was actually singing that in the movie and then and then she was Your not. The whole world came crashing down. I was like, excuse was me. Else. I was like, excuse me. That was some this great was the perfect singing. illusion. <sighs> <laughs> this made me think of that amazing song. Okay, please. Let's, that also let's hinted at an, an entire season that we had no idea what was going on. It's oh, we will get fine. there. When we talk about Roanoke and how they use perfect illusion in the promos, bitch. Girl, I'm ready. That season's gonna be so wild. We're gonna, it's, oh my god, I cannot wait. But anyway, we're not there. We're starting Asylum. So, let's start with episode one. Welcome to Briarcliff. Okay. So we begin in 2012, and we're introduced to uh, a recently married couple, Leo and Teresa, who are fanatics about some horror. And they go to visit Briarcliff in all its abandoned glory. (laughs) (laughs) This is Adam Levine, too. Adam Levine and Jenna Dewan at at the time, Tatum. Um, Very, that was, I don't, I didn't get the chemistry. I was not there for the chemistry. Hmm. Can you hear that truck? I did, and now I can't. It was aggressive. It was very aggressive. <laughs> Somebody's compensating for something. Someone's got a small bank account. Problem. <laughs> Problem. Very much so. <laughs> so they approach this abandoned mental institution and while reaching through a hatch in one of the doors to take a little peek around the room. Quachow! Leo's arm is chopped off. <laughs> what was that? Quachow? <laughs> what are you, Lightning McQueen? I said Quachow. 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 Oh God, we're never gonna get through this. His arm gets whacked off. So, much to Teresa's horror, she goes running in to help, but she finds that the door that they had entered is now locked, and they have to find a new way out. Um, And while looking for another way out, she encounters a tunnel and comes face to face with Bloody Face, a serial killer who stayed behind in the asylum and he is wearing a mask made out of human flesh (laughs) no ma'am no ma'am yeah somehow bloody face has just been there for 50 years just chilling all will be revealed i told you they secretly like it there Yes, they love it there. It's a great place for fa- friends, family. It's like a resort. 
It really is. They're yeah. all crazy. So are they though? Minds, are they really, really though? Could, it really could be a resort for some of them. I mean, sure. <laughs> like a Disney Value Resort. Added with the the new trauma once you get there. You might as well be in Jamaica. Exactly. Mm. <laughs> so after we see this, we flash back to 1964, where we have Kit Walker living with his lovely wife, Alma, in secret because they are an interracial couple. And while they're at home together, a series of explosions, loud no- loud noises, bright lights, and anti-gravity occur. And Alma disappears and Kit is left knocked out. And he appears to have been kidnapped and operated on by aliens. So this all probably happened actually in Dora, Alabama. Shut up! <laughs> We've unfortunately never seen an alien. There are no crop fields. This cow's waking me up at six a.m. Like off in the distance. No, I how wish something like this would happen. How you know it ain't an alien dressed up like a mooing cow? I rest my case. There was not a case because that is that is a lot of work for an alien. <laughs> You never know. Hmm. The scrolls do it all the time. In Marvel. <gasps> I'm offended. Wait, Are what? You, you, the scroll. Yeah. Wait, oh, oh. Oh, Wait, oh, is what? It, who? Is that in, who? Is that in uh, Winter mm-hmm. Sol- uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier? No. The scroll. What is the scroll? There's so much going on in that universe. Scrolls. The scrolls? What are you talking they about? They are a species of. Oh, Captain Marvel. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, 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 oh. Shut Spoiler up. and WandaVision. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Which will. You know what? This is not a WandaVision podcast, although we could definitely do one too. <laughs> anyway. How you know there aren't scrolls living among us now? How I know you ain't one in there. Do I look like I have the energy to be a scroll? I'm more of like a scroll. Maybe they kidnapped you and one is like pretending uh, to be you. I wish that was my only issue. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. Enough about aliens. <laughs> uh, wrong season for that. Anyway. Next, we see Lana Winters, who is a up-and-coming journalist. She's entering Briarcliff um, under the guise of wanting to write a column on the sanitarium's bakery, but she's actually there to try and get the tea on Briarcliff's newest resident, the serial killer, Bloody Face. And... Bloody face is revealed to supposedly be who now? I don't believe it. It's all lies. All lies. It's revealed to possibly be Kit. 
Kit Walker. It's not true. It I can't mean, be Evan not. Peters. Listen, okay, let's just get this out of the way right now. Evan Peters in Asylum. A fucking snack. I said what I said, okay? That hair, that accent. He looks like he's five years older from when he played Tate. I don't know what happened there, but I'm into it. He looks like a man. A man. Oh, they like bring him in when they're like, uh, like watching him off and you get this butt shot of him and you're like, um, excuse me, bubble butt Evan Peters. Hello. <laughs> okay. I'm done. <laughs> Thirst hour is, do- is over. <laughs> anyway. So sister Jude Martin, she, she is who runs this place. She is not a big fan of Alana snooping or questioning. And basically she just don't like her. Because she's a sneaky little brown noser with a hidden agenda, and actually, though, <laughs> that's not okay. In she her, Miss Lana Banana it is not okay in her asylum. She is the, she is the leader. She's the queen, and we're the sorry people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Lana actually is a sneaky little brown noser with a hidden agenda. Like she is. That's who Miss Ungermeyer was actually talking about. Yes. Yes. So, Kit is accused of skinning three women alive, including his wife, Alma. And Kit is being held pending determination if he's sane to stand trial. Kit denies ever killing anybody and blames Alma's disappearance on aliens and... And Sister Jude's just not with it. She said, no, nah, that ain't true. There ain't no aliens out here. This is not Dora, Alabama. Stop it. Why are you demonizing my hometown? <laughs> <laughs> what has Dora, Alabama ever done to you? Nothing. It's just fun to get you riled up. I don't even know where he came from. I mean, honestly, anything alien related that could happen, I, I could literally see it happening there any day now. And then I would tell you, you'd be like, no, I was just joking. And then I'd be like, but no, I'm actually an alien. It probably happened in Duncanville, Alabama, too. What's going on in Duncanville? That's where my my parents live. Oh. Out in the boonies. (laughs) Okay. We got interesting neighbors out there. Let me tell you, there's probably some aliens out there. (laughs) Don't trust your that's neighbors. Where they go, that's where they go to dump their trash. It's in the neighbor's yard. For real? What? The road to get to my parents' house is like driving through that movie Deliverance. Also another movie I have not seen. I'm very uneducated on movies. Just like Google it. She said just Google the supply synopsis. <laughs> You don't have to. I never watched it, but I Googled it one time because that's what my parents said it was like. Um, well, you know, that's what Jamie that's always what, said that Alabama was like, like going to Deliverance. And I, I thought it was like a funny movie. I didn't realize it was like a horror movie or something. Yeah, it's a thriller. Thriller. Okay. This is what we always play. Wait for it. It's dramatic. Pause.
It doesn't even sound like anything. It just sounds like a, like Mexican music. It's banjos. Okay, well, can we continue? <laughs> Does this not, like... It's what plays in your head when you're driving through the... <laughs> door no, Alabama. Shut up. Turn that off. <laughs> okay, actually, like, turn it off. Right. Anyway. No, what actually plays when you drive to Dora is whatever music they play at Dollywood. <laughs> That's my personal soundtrack. <laughs> okay, continuing. So, during a dinner with the sanitarium's founder, Monsignor Timothy, an ambitious priest who would love to become the Pope, it is revealed that Jude harbors sexual feelings for him. Mm. Ee, ee, ee. <laughs> what? Creepy. You know, like the ee, ee, ee sounded like uh, psycho. <laughs> what are you talking? Like, where did where did that come from? It's creepy. Oh, I mean, it's a little. I mean. I think what it, de- if anything, it exposes that, I don't know, people who are in the church are also people, and sometimes they could have sexual feelings for people. But she yeah. has, like, this whole fantasy moment where she's, like, tagging off her, her, like, robes, and she has, like, this red negligee underneath, and I'm like, okay, sis, we got it. <laughs> Later, Kit encounters some other inmates, including Shelly, a Maniac and Grace, a seemingly sane patient committed for allegedly, allegedly, killing and cutting up her family. Allegedly. Allegedly. All of this is allegedly. For now. <laughs> Spivey, a bully in the asylum. <laughs> Why did you what? Why are you laughing like, like giggled. that? giggled. <laughs> did I? <laughs> said <laughs> when i said the name spivey like what? did i i didn't even mean notice i did <laughs> be quiet what a strange name spivey that was actually my great grandmother's last name i don't know why i, I just say, said i know sister. some people with that last name that was my great grandmother's like uh i guess married last name Mating? No, not made. Married last name. Yeah, Spivey. Okay. Anyway, Spivey, a bully in the asylum, decides to post up (laughs) on Kit. (laughs) They decide they go fight. (laughs) You want to keep doing this, but you don't want to post Post up. up. When I come around. <laughs> Yet another Vine reference. I cannot. So, <laughs> Sister Jude breaks up the fight, and the guards drag Kit to solitary confinement. Even though, because he allegedly was fighting, but he didn't start it. Anyway, let's Nothing would make me, up. yeah. 
Like, nothing would make me, I don't know, more not insane than going to solitary confinement. <laughs> yeah. You Apparently that was supposed to happen. You can ask my mother, and she'll tell you that the best day for me is when I don't have to say a word to somebody. She used to call me when I was in college, and I'd have, like, a day off, and she'd be like, what'd you do today? Didn't talk to a soul. And it was the best day ever. I feel like I could use some solitary confinement. So are you saying you want to go to the? Are you saying that you want to go to solitary confinement at Briarcliff? Not there, just maybe here. I like. I'd like to go to solitary confinement at a nice hotel room at Disney World, but that's just me. But I wouldn't want solitary confinement there. I'd want to be riding some rides. I mean, I, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I could do some solitary confinement on an island in Jamaica. What is it with you in Jamaica this week? <laughs> do you really want to go to Jamaica? Is I that really what you're trying to, to tell Jamaica. me? Yeah. I've never been to Jamaica because I don't fly, but I'll take a boat say, there. You'll never, you'll never go to Jamaica. How do you know that? Why, I, why can't I take a boat? Get on a plane. I do not fly. If God wanted me to fly, he would have given me wings. I don't believe in being off the ground that far in the air. Period. You're dumb. Anyways, continuing. So, Sis Jude has a conversation with the physician on staff, Dr. Arden. She wonders why some patients who had died under mysterious circumstances all had no family or friends and asks what had become of their bodies. To which... Dr. Arden responds that they were all cremated. Mm-hmm. Later, Dr. Arden secretly sedates Kit and extracts a metal object from his neck that grows legs and runs off <laughs> while Kit has apparent flashbacks to the alien abduction. From Dora. <laughs> <laughs> from Dora Alabama. <laughs> the more you say it, the more it actually starts to make sense. <laughs> I'm like, wait. <laughs> Later, Sister Mary Eunice is sent by Dr. Arden to go feed something in the woods. Lana encounters her there and joins her as she flees back through the secret tunnel. While sneaking around the asylum, Lana is attacked by something in one of the isolation rooms. And when she wakes up, she finds that she is locked in a room and is the newest patient. Dun, dun, dun. She learns from Sis Jude that she visited Lana's woman friend, Wendy. Not woman friend. <laughs> It was her. It was her girlfriend. They were a little closer than friends. A little. They were more than just roommates. They were girlfriends. And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. Oh, they were roommates. Yes, it was her girlfriend, and um, yeah, Wendy pretty much um signs Lana away to the sanitarium because Jude says she'll expose her for being a lesbian and Wendy is a school teacher and that would ruin her. So, Sister Jude, a woman of God. (laughs) 
Is she? Is she though? Is she? Is she? All right. Yeah, probably not. So that ends episode one. Welcome to Briarcliff. A very great opening for the season. And now we move on to episode two, Tricks and Treats. So then we're back in 2012 with Leo and Teresa trying to escape Bloody Face. Leo is then stabbed multiple times while Teresa is hiding in a room where Bloody Face is pounding on the door. And then we flash back to Wendy being remorseful of her decision to just sign away Lana over to the cuckoo banana bin (laughs) and (laughs) decides to take it all back and free Lana. But before she can do that, she is murdered by bloody face. That's what happens when you betray the one you love. I mean, you ain't wrong. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, while at Briarcliff, Lana states that she remembered what happened to her and she's taking notes to expose Briarcliff. And Sister Jude is prompted to ask Dr. Arden to give her electroshock therapy. Jude is disturbed by the treatment's violence and Lana continues to secretly document all of her experiences, especially because her memory is now impaired because of the electroshock therapy. Yeah, the, the electroshock therapy is like kind of one of the disturbing scenes of the season. It's like so bad that, like, it, I don't know, it's just very... It's not fun. And you're like, oh, shit. It's what made Harley Quinn go cuckoo bananas. Is that what it was? I thought, didn't didn't she like fall in some white paint? (laughs) Me rewriting history on this podcast is my favorite (laughs) subject. I'm just like, isn't that though? Is that what happened to Suicide Squad? That's part of it. But in one part, she's getting electroshock. Oh, yeah. That or she's doing it to Mr. J. I can't remember. Missed the J. But she went cuckoo bananas. She did. She really did. Did she, though? Or was she driven bananas by a man? Because men are trash. Not all men are trash. Who is not trash? My man. Oh, okay. well, yes. Tyler is the exception to the trash. rule. He's not. You're right. He's not. Anyway, back to the story. Taylor. Get I'm it the, together over I'm there. the one. I'm the one derailing this. You're the one <laughs> demonizing my hometown the entire time. The trade. Get, get back on the tracks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lana reveals to Grace an escape route and they make a plan to get out. Mm-hmm. And during all of this, Kit is officially deemed insane by the state psychiatrist, Dr. Oliver 
thread son. And Sister Jude visits Jed, a vicious teenager who has been brought brought in. He's a, he's a new guest. They just keep showing up like it's a resort. New guest. Welcome. <laughs> Here's your welcome basket. Here's your room. There is no welcome basket there. Yeah, Jed shows up. No, like his parents are there, and they're like, um, so like he's not right, and they pretty much decide that Broski needs. Yours. Yeah, like they pretty much decide that Broski needs a exorcism because pills will not help this situation. So that prompts Monsignor Timothy Howard and Father Malachi to perform an exorcism on him. An exorcism. An exorcism. And when they begin, the possessed boy reveals details about each of the participants' lives and flings objects around the room, and it causes a power outage, allowing Lana and Grace to escape. I'm telling you, if she wanted to get out, she could have gotten out. (laughs) This was her window. This was her moment. Actually, though. (laughs) Quite. uh, Actually, if she just got out the whole... It just would have been two episodes. It just would have been over then. (laughs) I'm just saying, if she wanted to get out, she could have done it. But I digress. They end up getting separated, and Lana screams for the guards and ruining the first screaming episode. I think actually, just I think it actually is. I don't know. There's don't a lot know, of screaming. There's a lot one. of screaming. Yeah, um, Lana and Grace actually run into Kit, and. Kit, like, Grace wants to bring Kit along, and at that point, Lana is still like, um, excuse me, no, he's bloody face, he's, like, killed people, and so, that's why she's, like, screaming, because she's like, I don't want him part of this, excuse you. And again, she could have gotten out, but she screamed for the guards, and there went there, that, that moment was over. Mm. They're stuck. So then Dr. Arden hires a lady of the night to dine with him. And while she is changing into a nun's habit, let's not forget that. <laughs> Gross. For the night's activities. And it's not going to be praying, by the way. <laughs> no prayer found here. She finds she finds some photographs of bound and mutilated women. Dr. Arden finds her with these photos and blocks her exit. The Lady of the Night attacks Arden and escapes. She says, listen, I might be a prostitute, but I am not getting killed. A lady of the night. Excuse me, a lady of the night. (laughs) We're doing the elegant version? Okay, great. (laughs) This ain't no pretty woman. This is not a pretty woman, honey. This is not a pretty woman. This is no Richard Gere in sight, okay? (laughs) Nowhere. Big mistake. Huge. Anyway. 
so then Jed goes into cardiac arrest, but before he dies, he stares directly at Mary Eunice, who is flung backwards and knocked unconscious, and the devil enters her body. Who is, is someone else out the window? Yes. Okay, I mean, yeah, we can't really. They're distracting me. I can tell, but I mean, you can't tell someone to, like, get off their lawn. <laughs> Technically, it's theirs, too. <laughs> Shut up, I'm trying to record a podcast and yeah. What was we that accent? I don't know. We got there and be like, Shut up! What is that? We're recording important no, things in what's here. What's that? <laughs> I really though. What's that? What's it? What, what? No. Hold on. What's that vibe where the guy's like, "Shut up!" No. And they like, what? What does he say? You know what I'm talking about? No. We're good. Okay, great. Excuse my potty mouth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> My brain okay. is an endless encyclopedia of vines. No, you don't guys, you don't guys, you guys don't get it. Before we would watch American Horror Story every week, we would turn on like 30 minute videos of just vines. And it's like the way we speak to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your chicken strips. Fuck your chicken strips. <laughs> There's a reason the e, the e for explicit is by this episode. <laughs> okay, Analyze. so let's wrap up. So let's wrap up episode two. Lana is brought into Sis Jude's office. Sis Jude tells her that she realizes the sacrifice that Lana took in order to sabotage Kit and Grace's escape. And as a reward, she'll allow them allow her to watch them be caned for their escaped attempt. Lana is horrified by the spectacle and apologizes to Grace. Grace isn't having it. And before Grace can be caned, Kit offers to accept both of their punishments instead. And Sis Jude canes him. I'm obsessed with you calling her Sis Jude. Is this our rubber band man of Asylum? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I'm so okay, excited. Okay, sis. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so that ends episode two, and we are moving on now to episode three, Nor'easter. Once again, we're in 2012 with Teresa and Leo, and they're yet again still running from Bloody Face. And we see that Bloody Face has been knocked out and stabbed while the couple has attempted to escape. Two more armed Bloody Faces ambush them and leave them mortally wounded. And then another Bloody Face appears <laughs> behind the two Bloody Faces. So it's a lot. <laughs> It's twins. <laughs> no, that was last season. <laughs> no, yeah, like, Teresa, like, gets a knife and she starts, like, stabbing bloody face. And she's like, yeah, I got you, bitch. And then I, they all Surprise. multiply. What? 
Surprise. Surprise, bitch. Hmm. So then we go back to 1964. And Sister Mary Eunice gives Sis Jude a newspaper from 1949 with a story about a missing child that Sis Jude had hit with her car. Girl. We got a hit and run case. Quite literally. (laughs) The devil's coming out. So Mary Eunice announces that the sign of the cross will be shown to calm residents during a big old storm that's coming. It's probably a tornado, but again, we ain't in Alabama. No, it's literally called a nor'easter. It's a hurricane. That's why that's why the episode's called Nor'easter. <laughs> it's a tornado. <laughs> yeah. To they us, had to call a it a nor'easter because it wasn't Alabama. Girl. Let's be bougie and call it a nor'easter. How is that bougie? Because the tornado is just some redneck trash from Alabama. Okay, <laughs> Dorothy in Kansas would love to have a word. <laughs> They didn't have James Spann back then. Girl, she could have saved herself a world of trouble if she had just respected the polygon. <laughs> I'm gonna pee myself. Moving on. Eunice Ugh. then kills a wi- a woman. A woman. <laughs> the baby. Eunice. <laughs> Eunice, oh my gosh, stop laughing right when I'm about to get started. Okay, I'm going to come in there and slosh you. Okay, I'm sorry. Eunice then kills a woman who suspected that she was possessed. She was like, she was like, I'm about to go out here and tell these What are they even talking about? Are they just like drunk sitting there? Bruh, they get on my nerves. You are not getting any of the royalties off this podcast. What royalties? Exactly. There's no money coming through. I am losing money, actually. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. (laughs) Go. Keep talking. Meanwhile, Dr. Arden is inspecting a wound on Kit and Dr. Arden suspects that Kit is a German spy. Then we have Alana, who's acting Dr. Threadson, to deliver a note to Wendy. This will go well. What happened to Wendy? She was killed. She, she disappeared. She disappeared. She was abducted by aliens. Indora. <laughs> Just like Alma. Oh, God. Sis Jude accuses Arden of corrupting Mary Eunice while he believes it to be Shelly and Jude's lack of control. A radio announces the approaching storm and strange lights in the sky Mm. kit's removed 
implant mysteriously starts rattling in a jar. E.T. phone home, bitch. Sis Jude is just devastated and doesn't know what's about to happen. Since her accident has been revealed, she gets drunk on communion wine and then... Drunkenly introduces the movie they're watching. Hold on, hold on. We've got to play this little monologue she has because she is just talking like this that she's drunk and she's got that Boston accent. So good. Welcome, one and all, to Brackliff Manor's inaugural movie night. <laughs> Whether this evening marks the start of a of a beloved trend tradition. Ah, uh, just another bit of disappointment is entirely up to you. <sighs> now, settle in, relax, and return with me now to ancient Rome as we present the 1932 Cesar B. classic, The Sign of the Cross, Starring Miss Claudette Colbert as the Empress Popia, or Popia, and as the Emperor Nero, the incomparable Mr. Charles Lawton, who I understand is an enormous whoopsie. afraid of the dark. At the end of a storm is a golden sky in the bright silver song of a lark. Walk on through the wind. Walk on through the rain. <laughs> Though your dreams may be tossed and blown. Walk on, walk on with hope in your heart. You'll never walk alone. You'll never walk alone. But she was alone. Tiny little fragile thing on the world. Not rain and it was not wind. It was something altogether else. Like, I could listen to it all day. <laughs> Continue. Toasted on communion wine. Toasted. So during the movie, Dr. Threadson tells Lana about his visit to Wendy's house and that it is empty. He believes Wendy has been murdered due to the similarities between her empty house and the scenes of the other bloody face murder victims. During the sign of the cross, 
Mary Eunice revels in Christian persecution segments while Shelly, Lana, Grace, and Kit sneak out to begin an escape for Briarcliff while everyone else is distracted. A drunk cis Jude searches the ward for the missing suspicious female patient and sees an alien in a flash of lightning. I had forgotten that she actually saw one of the aliens. <laughs> I I won't lie, I kind of busted out laughing. Because <laughs> I was there like... <laughs> I was like, they're here. Take me to your leader. Take me to the planet Venus. What's the goddess of beauty and love? That would be Lady Gaga. No. In Roman mythology, Venus is the goddess of beauty and love. And in Greek mythology, her name is Aphrodite. It's it's another, what do we call those segments? I did learn that at my gifted program. (laughs) (laughs) It's another gifted program segment. (laughs) This is my favorite new recurring thing, is the gifted program segments. Continue, please. I did learn about that there. Shut up. And they revisited it, revisited it again in Latin, because we had to learn about Roman stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so Grace, Kit, and Lana escape Briarcliff and begin heading for the main road, while Shelley gets caught by Doctor Arden inside Briarcliff. In the woods, Kit, Lana, and Grace encounter some of Dr. Arden's deformed experiments. So we got part two of Dr. Frankenstein going on. For real. They chase them down and force them to return inside the asylum tunnel. Mary Eunice fetches Sis Jude to tell her of the escape. Sis Jude shuts down the movie in any future group events. So, down in the lab, after Dr. Arden has tried to take advantage of Shelly, he informs her that she is being blamed as the instigator of the escape attempt, and everyone believes she is outside the asylum. He then reveals that he has amputated both of her legs. Okay, so there we have it. The first three episodes of Asylum. In the first three episodes alone, we've got aliens, uh, electroshock therapy, um, more aliens, drunk nuns. I mean, what else could you want? What else could you really, really want? For me, not much. Alrighty, so we're going to move on to our final category of the week, and that is going to be... The Briarcliff Jukebox. And this time, we're actually talking about Briarcliff. Pack a camel. No, Gerard, it's not a cigarette machine. It's a great big music box. And for our maiden number, I would like to dedicate this one to our newest resident, patient number G2573, Miss Judy Martin. Enjoy. So, of course, with this being a uh, primarily a period piece in the 1960s, we have a lot of vintage music, a lot of um, um, 
songs that were probably never intended for a horror show. Like Love Maker, Love Breaker by Frank Sinatra, um, There Goes My Baby by The Drifters, Wishing and Hopin' by Dusty Springfield, and then we have what is uh, basically the theme song of the season, very much like how Murder House had um, Tonight You Belong to Me, or With Me, I forget the title every week, um, but... This season we have Dominique by The Singing Nun, which is a French song from 1963, and again, probably a song that was never intended to be used in a horror show, but has been since corrupted by American Horror Story, and um, very, very creepy, very, very creepy song, works great with the atmosphere, so... Yeah, those are some of the songs we have for these episodes. Alrighty. I think we have mentioned all we can for the first three episodes. Um, so yeah, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DieInTheirPod. You can follow me on Twitter at Taylor, D-H-E-R-T-Y, and Instagram at Taylor, D-H-E-R-T-Y-93. And Haley Grace, where can everyone find you? H-G-H Evans. <laughs> On Twitter and Instagram. On everything. Yes, yes. Except for my TikTok. I think my TikTok is still H-G Honeycut because I don't know <gasps> how to change it. Can you even change a TikTok handle? I don't think so. So, follow me on TikTok. <laughs> are you are you performing TikTok dances? I did post oh. one the other day with Ann Hollis. You actually do have some TikTok dances on there. Yeah. I have a TikTok where I reenact a scene from The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but that's about all I got. <laughs> I have a TikTok that went viral, so. Hmm. Actually, I had one too. It was a Star Wars one. Do you remember that one? Mine's better. How many of you did your get? Yours get? Let me let me tell you. I will tell you right now. Let me open the ticker talk. Mine got two hundred and six thousand views. One of them has. So there's two that Kara posted on my wedding day. One has 5.6 million views, and the other has a 101.6K. Look at us being TikTok stars. So call me when you get there. Excuse me. Okay. (laughs) So sorry. (laughs) Let me... All right. Actually, you know what? If you want to follow me on TikTok, too, it's at TaylorDoherty93. I don't have a lot on there, but the ones I do have... I think are pretty funny, but if that means, if I think they're funny, it probably means they're actually not that funny to anyone else. It's fine. It's fine. It's a thing. All right, guys. Well, that is it for this week, and we will see you next week. So, bye. Bye.